same old place that you look about. Welcome back. We got it. Oh, boy. I thought we had it. I really did think that we had it for the introduction for this episode. But, Bo. Bo is struggling to find the dice that we will use to conduct the tiny mystery hour episode that you've all been looking forward to. (laughs) You know what? I hope. Here's what I hope. I hope. That the, that the fucking match that we find in the mystery void is RVD versus Jerry Lynn. That's what I'm hoping for. But before we decide what match we're to watch... I want all of you to know that my name is Mike. And my name is Bo. And that means you're listening to... Tope Suicida! (laughs) Yeah, it's what wrestling can be. Baby. What it is, baby. It's what it is. We're good, baby. We're here in Bo's shithouse living room. Feeling great to be back in the same space. We're still getting used to the format. Yeah, we just wrapped up a Marvelous Idea episode live, and we've been drinking a bit, so we're just jumping right into Tope, and I'm excited for episode It 80. feels tremendous to be here with Bo mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. It feels also great to be here with you all fine people. Yeah, for sure. It's episode 81. Oh my god. Are we you thought, serious? 81? We thought we'd 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 uh take the fight bite we did last week and be like, "Hey, let's do a tiny mystery hour." Yeah. Let's watch a match yeah. by, at random. We could get yeah. shit. Yeah. We don't know. We use we use I looked in in my apartment. I was just frantically looking for my my Dungeons and Dragons dice so that we could roll the proper D whatever. Sure. But I couldn't find it, so we're going to have to rely on the computer to figure out what we're going to watch. But before that, of course, we have a normal yeah. episode. That's okay, man, because if, if it were 1982, we'd be in trouble. But it's, yeah. it's 2021, we so like... a phone. Got a phone, mm-hmm. we've got an iPad, we've got all these things that'll, that'll help us conduct the tiny mystery hour in the, the way... That, but the other thing is that the dice yeah. would be more important to you if it were 30 years ago. You know what I mean? I don't know. I really kind of, now I'm kind of, I looked around and I can't find the dice. And I'm kind of bummed and I kind of want to find those dice. You're kind of bummed. But in 1981, those mm-hmm. dice would have been your fucking life. You would That's have true. known where they were That's every true. single day. They wouldn't have been an afterthought. 
Yeah, they wouldn't have been uh, looking for them. Wouldn't have have even happened. Correct. They just would have known where they were. Correct. I know what satchel they're in. They're in a little bag, a little a little cinch bag. I know that for certain. But where that cinch bag is, that's an entirely different question. Oh, well, you know that's the the the. Do you have <sighs> Do you have D and D dice? The doom and gloom. Here's the thing. I don't have D and D dice. No. Sarah has D and D dice, but they're made out of soap. That's weird because, like, I figure one roll. So when you roll, you're you're jiggling them right in your palm. Sure. And I feel with a soap dice, each jiggle deteriorates the soap dice because it's rubbing against your flesh. Don't ask me, dude. They're not my dice. They're not my dice. You didn't craft these. Dice. I didn't. I didn't make the dice. I didn't accept the dice. You don't support the dice. The I, soap dice. It's not that I don't support the dice. It's just that they're, to me, it mm-hmm. definitely feels like they're decorative dice. Yeah, they're more for cleaning they're, and less for playing. They're decorative dice. Someone's a soap maker. They know that you like Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. They make soap dice With for you. With zero intention of those dice holding up. Under the scrutiny of a D&D game. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we're all about here on Topi Suicida. What wrestling can be is Dungeons and Dragons dice. But before we even get into the mystery hour, there's some stuff we have to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're the... both kind of buzzed, so I feel like this episode might go fast, but that's fine. No, this is perfect. We're doing great. If we're doing great. Like, so, like, I have a question for you, though. Great, but it's going to be in my voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? I have an answer. Oh, that's so funny because you asked me I did in ask my you, voice. I asked you in your voice, and Mike, I have an answer of my favorite wrestler okay, this week. Okay, And I spent long and hard on this. And we've kind of touched on it a bit earlier on Off Mic Conversations today, but it's Anthony Agogo. Interesting. Because I love his little boxing stomach hook. Yeah, that little bolo punch. It's very good. Yeah. I think people selling it the way they do right now, where it's just a gut punch, and it's almost like a low blow, right? Where it just takes you out of the match. Yeah. And yeah. it's great. And I can't wait him... I'm hoping he and Cody in their match at Double or Nothing this weekend, that or next weekend, that it's Cody dodging that punch the whole time. Almost the same way that we talked about Walter and Ciampa, how you wished Walter would have, or Ciampa would have dodged Walter's right. chops, but he didn't. Right, yeah. <clears throat> I'm hoping that AEW does that and where it just, well, they have to because they've set up a Go-Go's punch to be the, the match ender, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I I hope that that is the case. I if it were up to me, yeah, I would have had Anthony built over a, a couple more months. Yes, and that punch, not only that one punch, but just like any punch that he throws to be a potentially a match ender. Yeah, you know. And that would set up a really interesting and a unique dynamic in his matches, specifically his matches, in a way that would get him over. Because we're so, in pro wrestling, we're so far removed 
from actual combat now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it didn't used to be that way, but now there is, um, guys are guys kick out of flipping pile drivers five <laughs> times yeah. in a yeah. match. Yeah. So it's that power creep we talked about where yeah. basically they're becoming more, they're stronger people now in the future. They're, they're stronger. stronger people, but like, <laughs> so I feel like Anthony's bolo punch hasn't had the time to get over the way that yeah. it could. His hands, you know, as far as being a bronze medalist in the Olympics and all that, like, but I still am interested and yeah, I, I, I'm still looking forward to that match. And I hope that, that, that you're like you say, Cody does spend most of his time dodging yeah. Anthony's hands. Well, I mean that we've talked about this before, but I feel like not this, this build in particular, but I think we talked about it with Kenny Omega and Moxley, their build. Before he lost the title, Moxley. But like, I feel like the build for this Cody QT Marshall thing is a bit backward to where they already had the QT Cody fight. That fight's happened. And that was the catalyst to to fully bringing on the factory, right? All the uh, Nick Camarado, Agogo, and Solo. Those three people with QT. Right. But Cody's already fought QT. So the natural, the normal buildup would be Cody digging through these underlings, right? To get to QT. To get to QT. But he's already fought QT. Which is weird. Yeah. So does that mean we get a bunch of matches with Cody versus the factory? The first one starting with a go-go. Does Cody win over a go-go and then go to Nick? Or go to solo probably next, and then Nick third, and then back to QT. What happens? Or does Cody is Cody used as someone to put over a go go, and Cody loses? I it's I a backward build. It's a weird build. I can't imagine that Cody's gonna lose. No. But also, like then why have why have the match? Why have any of the matches? Like. It is strange to me because, like, the whole idea for me would be you have QT betray Cody, right? Yeah. But Cody doesn't know, and it is a total surprise. And then when it happens, QT's group, the factory, whatever he wants to call them, they obliterate Cody, they obliterate Dustin, they obliterate Brandy. They've already done that. That's they the obli- thing, No, but, but, but I mean, they put them out of action okay. for a long time. And then they rise. Against everyone else. Against everyone else. Because they're gone. We did what we wanted to. We accomplished everything that we wanted to. Yeah. We, we took advantage of trust. And we have usurped this throne and... and and Cody's like arrogance and thinking that he would always be there because he was his he was his father's son. Yeah. And his patronizing attitude has basically made him obsolete. Basically what happened with Cody and Brody, where Cody was gone for a long time mm-hmm. in order to film the trick show on TBS. Yeah, yeah, big news or good Go news big. Or it's called. Go big, yeah. Big, big huge news. Huge news show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the, like, but but do that for a reason. Do it with QT. Do it with a purpose. 
and they're gone for a long time. But then the Rhodes brothers come back. Yeah. After QT has won the TNT championship, after uh, a go-go is, you know, like, I don't know if he's, they're probably not going to win the world championship, but like, (laughs) but like they're become a dominant group. And I realized there were only so many spots on the roster. And there are lots of factions. I get that. I get that. I do. None of this feels like it matters a whole hell of a lot to me. Yeah, it's like, I know it's it's a program designed to get over the factory, the Nightmare Factory wrestlers, right? Yeah. The trainees, the Ogogos. But it's like, I feel to me, in no way can we have a believable Cody Rhodes versus Nick Camarado unless Cody Rhodes beats Anthony Ogogo. Totally. And if he beats Anthony Ogogo, that puts Ogogo in question. Unless he just makes him look extremely strong, which Cody is really good at in his matches, and then still and still wins, you know. But I feel like we can't get to Solo, we, Aaron Solo. We can't get to Nick Camarado those matches. Don't they? Yeah, they're right. They lack the meaning. If he goes over someone already, Nick Camarado. How did the QT match end? Did he go over or was it disqualification because QT interfered? Do you remember? Or did Cody win? Win. I feel like it was. It DQ. was Cody versus who? QT. And then when the factory jumped him, that was when the heel turn happened. Do you remember if it was an actual pinfall or was it just DQ, winner by DQ? I think it was winner by DQ. I feel like Cody won. By DQ, though, maybe. I feel like maybe Solo and who cares? Anyway, it, we're, we're saying the same thing. It's like, I like the program of the Nightmare Factory versus the Factory, right? The Nightmare Family. But I feel like, yeah, Anthony has to win. For it to go anywhere. You know what maybe they're setting up? Hmm. Because Dustin is starting to have an issue with with Camarado. Yeah. Right? Like, which, of course, I love Nick Camarado. Yeah, he's a And I love Dustin Rhodes. I mean, Dustin, before I knew anything about WCW, I loved Dustin. Dustin Rhodes like he was the first WCW guy that I really latched onto and was like this guy is cool I almost like I need to tune in on Saturday afternoons so that I can see this guy yeah you know um with Dustin fighting Camarado and Cody fighting a go-go like if shenanigans do happen and Mm -hmm. there's disqualifications and bullshit and whatever maybe we're setting up a tag team program like yeah dustin and cody back together i mean gold dust and stardust it's been a year since they had their (laughs) since they had that tag team match he's like i need my brother vintage reunion yeah 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 no but like it, it makes sense because you have so many guys kind of like how many guys can really be in the in that world title picture you know yeah yeah so uh, Cody and Dustin as a tag team along with Moxley um and Eddie Kingston right like it feels like they're building out more tag teams to try yeah. and attack the young bucks yeah since uh Dax and Cash FTR are doing their inner circle thing. 
Yeah. That's my that's my read on the situation. I and I feel like in this pay-per-view, like there could be it could be the match that ends in an old school schmoz. In yeah. an old school disqualification, double disqualification on pay-per-view, which is not very common these yeah. days, right? But like last time I remember seeing yeah. was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And that was a because Sammy couldn't continue. Yeah. Oh, but that was a win, though. That yeah. was a win for basically, Kevin. Basically submitted him. Basically. Yes. That was cool. It's a long time ago. That was cool. That, that was WBF like 2012. Yeah. I fuck, it's just like a million power bombs. It and, definitely was. And 20, Sammy. It wasn't 2012. It was like four years ago. <laughs> time is moving fast. <laughs> Mike, who's your favorite wrestler? Welcome back to the Tope Suicida Podcast. I feel, like you're, I feel like you're stalling now. Who's your favorite wrestler? We are <laughs> back in... I'm ready to type it down. Who is it? Who's your big gulp of the Trace Buffalo or whatever it's called? <laughs> I guess that's the name. That technically is the name. <laughs> Trace Cone Buffalo. Three Buffaloes. So who's your favorite wrestler, Mike? Yeah, Well, my favorite wrestler this week... My favorite wrestler this week is Mantar. <laughs> was that Goliath? Was it the same guy? No. Mantar was a big Minotaur, yeah? No. Mantar was very different than Giant Gonzalez, but, which I think you were thinking of. Yeah, but yeah. Mantar was a big Minotaur, yeah? He was a giant Caucasian he's, he's, Minotaur, he's a yes. <laughs> he was a huge. He was a huge man slash Minotaur. Man slash Tar. <laughs> All right, who's your favorite wrestler? My Mike? favorite wrestler this week is Red Velvet. Fuck yeah, it is. That match was fucking good, dude. It was fucking that lit. That match fucking it lit. It was fucking good. It was fucking good. I remember, good. okay, Mike, here's the thing. So I was watching that match. Yeah. I thought, fuck, Red Velvet looks good because I remember uh, Brandy fought Red Velvet or some match uh, from a dark that you watched. And I remember you texting me. He's like, I don't know, fucking Velvet's farting away through this match. Like, he didn't say those words. But your words exactly were like, this match sucks. What's happening? Yeah. And in my head, I, I thought, I thought Red Velvet was pretty good, but I'm glad she's coming around on you. Yeah. That match, I don't know who it was against. It might have yeah. been Brandy. She's yeah. not a great wrestler. Good mother, hopefully, but not a great wrestler. We love Brandy Rhodes. No joke about it. But yeah, Red Velvet, she rules. Yeah, what, Brandy. What, what, put, what you set know. you off? What made you, What what? how'd she get on the list for you? Well, because Serena has been my favorite wrestler at least once, yeah. maybe twice. And we haven't seen her on Dynamite in two months. It's been a while. Been a while. She's been doing her NWA thing. It's been cool. Uh, also, I think that Thunder Rosa is about to wrestle Camille for the number one contender for the women's NWA championship. Really? I think that's about to happen. Well, you know, Thunder Rosa posted it, so I don't, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, but basically I just decided like red velvet hadn't been my favorite wrestler yet. And I thought she had a hell of a, hell of a match with Serena. Yeah. It was real fun. And, uh, well, both of her matches with, with fucking Jade have been the tag and the solo have been pretty solid. And since Serena Deeb has been my favorite wrestler, I, I just feel like I should give some credit to red velvet because, not only does she appear to be rapidly improving, for sure, but um, she's starting to sell like a motherfucker. 
buddy, she has Ooh. it, man. Velvet, red velvet. She's got some stuff. She's got some stuff. She's got the look. She's got the personality. She's got that fucking Street Profits mix it, baby. Mix it cooking in the kitchen today. Yep. Because I think what's his name does that as well. Um, stirring up the pot. But man, she's good. Oh yeah. Yep. And I want to know. I should look some do some research to see. Was I believe she was on the Indies before this, but I I. I feel like she's fairly green. Like she's really new. I think okay. I could okay. be wildly wrong, but that's for a different podcast for corrections. So, <laughs> but I like that. It's a good pick. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a good, like a good moment to pick red velvet. Yeah. Because she had a really nice performance on dynamite and she had never been my favorite wrestler. Yeah. So it was like, all the stars aligned. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always lovely to have two new, I think new, favorite wrestlers. I don't, I feel I don't like think that Anthony Agogo has been a favorite wrestler. Definitely not. And I don't know. I mean, maybe Red Velvet has been a favorite wrestler, but I don't think so. I, don't, I think I mentioned her in a Jade Cargill when Jade was Yeah, because so. she had good matches with mm-hmm. Jade Cargill. But, well, she's never been the, the number one, so that's good to hear. But Mike, huh? I have one more question for you before we... Because we, we're on a timetable. It's 25 minutes in. This is a tiny mystery hour. That's This perfect. episode has to be... 60 to you know 65 minutes it's gotta be under (laughs) 65 minutes or else we're not doing our job so would that set yeah all right so we have my dog inward coughing in the background because she has a hole in her lung or something we coughing. Love so I'm glad you asked that question um, about shithouse because I have two of them for you this week. Br- give me the first one, would you? I will. Um, so it's a tweet. <laughs> and um, here it is. I am bringing the iPad closer to my face. The big, the big bright Kermit right in front mm-hmm. of you. We, well, before we preface, we talked about Kermit last week. Remember the Kermit, the frog guy in Fight Night? The lawyer with Jimmy Hart? Yes. Yeah, so I found this. What is it? Read everything about it. Okay, this is a tweet from uh, Strange Sellers Online. Mm -hmm. That's at Strange Sellers. (sighs) (laughs) We have have uh, (laughs) an anthropomorphized... Kermit the Frog statue. Mm, sculpture, yeah. That sculpture, yeah. That is, uh, Chair, he, you know, here's the thing. From like, from like, like the top quarter of this thing is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good Kermit. It, it's not great, but it's like pretty good. Yeah. But the, okay, and then, <laughs> then like the bottom half, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the, the bottom two fourths is just like a, a generally like sculpted human male. Yes. With male. like the chest, the ass. Male. Like the male has the not eaten. Male. The male hasn't eaten very much KFC. No, but the male is definitely a male because what's else? What's between the, the legs? The male has not gone to KFC very much, but also <laughs> has not gone 
to the gym very much. No, but All what's right. in between the legs there and Kermit there? <laughs> I need to read the copy of this. When we get to the bottom half of Kermit, <laughs> he... Yeah. All right. The caption says, homemade. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> Someone made this at home. It's Ca- not a factory designed sculpture. Comma. Mm-hmm. Sexy Kermit statue. Yeah, he's definitely sexy. I think on my notes, what did I write on my notes? Hold on, it's really funny. I wrote, I wrote a funny note. My funny note was, uh, we talked about Kermit in last week's episode, so comma, sexy. And then I had the link to this picture. So what exactly is happening with this Kermit? All right, so it's, an, it's a nude yeah, he's Kermit. Nude. He's totally naked. Yeah, he's nude. He's sitting on what appears to be a a log, a stump, and his his uh, you know his balls. His penis, and, his penis and testicles. Yeah, his yeah. balls and penis are hanging out. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're extremely small. They're very small. They're so true. they're so tiny. Yeah, laughably so. Like that's not you know that's not like Kermit's bigger than that, but it was made this way. Like Kermit is like no one is this small. Right. right. You know, like the, like no one. Uh, the tiniest felt ball. The tiniest. <laughs> The tiniest genitals that you yeah, could possibly yeah. imagine. But is it shithouse? Or what's attached to Kermit? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. The screen is so bright, Mike's having to cover a bit of it because it's a very intense Kermit image. What do you think they made this sculpture out of? Oh, it's got to be hard wood, right? Do you think? Maybe. Wood? You think it's a wood Plastic painted? Maybe? No, yeah, wood paint. Yeah, I think it's wood. Yeah, this is fucking shit house. <laughs> this is shit house. It's so shit house. No way it can't be. Because <laughs> it's like no matter what they fucking sculpted it out of, someone had the fucking idea to sculpt naked, tiny, gentled yeah, choice. Kermit the Frog. Yeah, it was a choice. Yeah. Basically, what appears to be, I mean, I don't know, we don't have anything for scale, but it looks like it's a false. <laughs> it looks like a full ass. You could sit in the lap of that Like Kermit. a full ass. You just sit down on the lap of naked Kermit. Like he's a chair, that Kermit. So he's shit ass. That's great. He's shit ass, bro. <laughs> he's, it's all, it's, it's, it's shit house and I never want to see it again. Perfect. Give me that iPad back. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> the balls are so small. They're hanging down. That's great. It's from uh, at Nails and New York. Uh, L- Nails and NY. Uh, the Twitter name is also Nails and New York. The copy says, holy shit, hashtag Alley Cat RHGS. So it's a little GIF. Pressing play on the GIF. Holy shit. Ah! Clover leaf, yeah? Oh, I think it's Wait, just a crab. crab. Just a crab, yeah. I think it's full, just a full cr- crab, not a half crab. I think it's so a it's crab. A, it's full crab, both hands, both feet underneath the armpits. Full crab. Uh, uh, the wrestler in question at GCW, uh, Alley Cat, I assume, um, goes into a bridge, an arcing bridge, 
while sitting all the way down on the back of her opponent. The opponent's like a square. You know, a few weeks ago when we talked about Rick Steiner being clotheslined and he, the way he hits the ground and becomes a square? Yeah. That's the position that the person being in the hold is. Yeah. This is fucking shithouse as hell. Oh, cool. I'm glad. And it makes me, these outdoor GCW stuff makes me want to go to GCW so fucking We bad. should. We should fucking if, fly to Chicago. Right? Like these out. Uh, like it's in the middle of downtown. You got Let's like the old, old Chicago district in the background. Fuck it's it. fucking great. Are we are we becoming GCW marks? Because a lot of the stuff coming out of GCW lately, I we're not huge in the hardcore stuff. No, but a lot of this GCW stuff lately has been pretty intriguing. Yeah, I mean maybe, maybe huh. we are. Maybe we are. I don't know. I, I'm not crazy about like Nick Gage and stuff like that. Not but. either, but man, I hear when he and Moxley get at it and Moxley just shows up, it's fucking hype as hell, man. That's what I hear. What I see in the videos. Nick Gage apparently he was on uh Ron Funch's newest uh, one of his newer episodes. No shit. Getting better, yeah. It's oh, a good episode. Right, okay. Because Nick, he, unlike some of those posers, he's went through some shit in life. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get so, it. yeah, this is Shithouse for sure. Cool. 100%. Uh, so, yeah, like, and the thing that I, that I thought when I watched this was, like, how did no one think before this... To do a full, to do like a back bridge, to do right? a neck bridge on a Boston in crab. every move, like it makes sense that like, you would do a bridge. That's what fucking Charlotte, the the uh, figure eight or whatever. Yeah, she just exactly. Added a bridge to it. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, and it looks cool. Yeah, and if I feel like it makes sense because she's pushing up, which brings pressure down on them more with that. Yeah, it's more for show, obviously, but I yeah. think maybe it could help. Maybe. But you're right, yeah. It's like a sharpshooter put a fucking arch. But with the fuck, <laughs> no, yeah. It's just a fucking Boston crab with the fucking bridge. Like that definitely would apply more pressure to the lower back. It should house. It yeah, cool. We're gonna have to watch what. Let's find a GCW like a recent sting, and maybe that'll be an episode. Yes, will be. That will be neat. Um, the last shit house I have for you is also in your Twitter inbox. I just sent it to you. Uh, it's labeled, in fact, toxic masculinity. And I think you'll understand when you watch the video. Mike's currently, we've, we had a fun time with Marvel's idea and he's got the one eye closed kind of reading the bright screen. I know all about the one eye bright screen. It's so bright. It's It's from a person called pre and the handle is at Diabolical Pre. The caption is This is one of my favorite videos <laughs> ever. LMFAAO. They're laughing. Their ass off on the floor. Their ass off. All right, here we go. Oh, this is this is way old. <laughs> I know. This is so I, know. I haven't even played it. I haven't even pressed it's play. It's so good. It's classic. I haven't pressed play, but it's like it's like 15 years old. Yeah, but you can you probably understand right. why I labeled it. I'm going to roll it though. I'm still going to roll it cuz it's fucking great. Yep. They're just very confident. Oh, there he goes. There they go. So what happened? Describe what happens in the video for the yeah, listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. And why do you think that I named right. it to- Toxic Masculinity? Cool. I'm gonna, I want to play it again. All right. <laughs> there was too much there was hubris yes in the man toxic mess there was hubris and <laughs> talk in, in the man that was driving the boat yes the most hubris 
He got because he definitely. <laughs> what's great about this video? What happens in the video before we talk okay. about the man? It's it it, it it is a video of five or six people all riding in a speedboat. Yeah, they're having a great time. Are they? They're all very. Their faces are very. They're like this is too fast. <laughs> like they're going really fast. They're going really fast. Uh, <laughs> the faces tell a whole story. But the great thing is that when they hit the wake, yeah, and boy do they! It appears that they're trying to make a turn at the yeah. same time. Idiot! The driver, who is a bald white guy <laughs> in like Oakley's, <laughs> he gets racked. He owns a boat. You picture a guy that owns a boat is this guy. He totally owns a boat. He fucking passes out. Oh yeah, he goes down. He goes down like a fucking wimp. He goes down like a lame-ass wimp. Yep. So if you hear in the background, we got Ingrid sneezing, which is a fun addition to the podcast. But yeah, he fucking vertigo. He goes down. And then, but unfortunately, also, the lady that is in also the front seat also goes down in a fucking heap. She is done. Both of them are done, and then the people in the back seat, once control is relinquished from <laughs> from the steering wheel, they have to pick up the pieces. Yeah, yeah, they gotta solve this puzzle. But the good thing is, is that they're still alive yeah. and awake, and they're able to do that. Um, the only reason I'm comfortable sharing this is that I know all five or six of them are fine. Oh, really? I mean, I'm sure the driver brain damaged. Oh, you're sure? <laughs> you're brain sure. Damaged, okay, okay, sure. okay, okay. They're all in one piece. Okay. What happens internally? Not for me to, to decide. That was between them and God, basically. <laughs> I mean, that video is like 20 years old, though. It's so old. Is it, is it super old? I feel like I had seen it, but so it's is it. So so old. Well, is it shithouse and does it continue to be shithouse? It's totally, it's going to be shithouse for the rest of time. <laughs> it was shithouse when it happened. Yeah. It was shithouse 20 years before it happened. It's shithouse now. I just hear like music. Like I hear like a bomb, 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 And it's still going as they're all passing out from the vertigo and shit. But yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Well, here we are. Is we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta move this because we're already at forty-five minutes. It's time to figure out what the fuck we're watching in the mystery hour. Let's do it. Let's roll the fucking dice, brother. All right. So, how the mystery hour works? It's one match. We don't know what it is. We're gonna roll for it first. We're gonna roll for the year. It's the point of the mystery hours. We don't know what it is. Yeah. Um. We're rolling. I got on a one uh four. I got a four here. Four. So January, February, March, April. Ooh. What is that? Is that WrestleMania? That's 1988, my friend. 1988. That's how that works. Okay. So well, we've got a D12 for the let's year, go, month, right? Let's go. Uh, we've got a coin flip on whether it's going to be WWF or WCW. Right. Okay. Um, so uh, I'll roll a D4. Great. And then one, two Great. is WCW. Two, three is WWF. Right. Okay. Sure. Four. WWF. Now we roll a D12 for the month. What year are we in? We're in 1988. So we might have some in your houses. So, no, not even. I think you can roll a D4. 
And I think that in 1988, that will be, we'll, we'll have, have the big four. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Whoa. Royal Rumble. Here we go. D4, are you ready? Yeah. Three. What's first? It goes Rumble, Mania. Rum- Rumble's Summer, first. Rumble, Survivor. Mania, Survivor Series. So that's 1988. We're, we're watching the Survivor Series, baby. Well, yeah, but what match? We're gonna, I'm going to go and check out uh, how many matches there Survivor are. Survivor Series 88. All right, so Survivor Series 1988 has four matches. All four are Survivor Series tag matches. <laughs> really? There's no main event? There's no anything other than... So, okay, okay. So- I just spilled my drink. So, we're here at Survivor Series 1998. That's what the dice has deemed it. I've spilled all of my whiskey. Christ. That I really wanted to drink. I'm really bummed. Starting Christ out almighty. So, we're at Survivor Series 1988. There are four matches, all of which are Survivor Series I matches. I mean, look. We've got to roll a D4, don't we? We do. We have to roll a D4 to figure out which one oh we're watching. Oh, my God. Why? How? Why? That's how it works. It's the tiny mystery hour. We have to follow the rules. It's true. We can't not follow the no, rules. No, we can't not follow the rules. I rolled it. If you heard all the banging, I got a two. So we're watching match number two, which we lucked out with Survivor Series 1988. We rolled a D4. We got a two on which match we're going to watch. The match we're watching tonight, and we hope you watch it with us on Peacock, is Bret Hart and Davey Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid, and Jim Neidhart, and Jim Powers, and Marty Jannetty, and Paul Roma, and Shawn Michaels, and the Barbarian, and the Warlords. Is that ten people? It's yes, it's five on five. It's five on five in those days. No, dude, that's that's one side. Versus Arn Anderson, and Axe, and Boris Zirkov, and Conquistador Dos, and Conquistador Uno, and Jacques Rougeau, and Nikolai Volkov and Raymond Rougeau and Smash and Tully Blanchard. Obviously, they're going to lose against Bret Hart, right? But we'll see that after the Are break. you telling me that I'm about to watch a fucking... No, I'm about to watch a 10-man tag? I think you're about to watch a garbage match for uh, 42 minutes. We'll yeah. see you after the break. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be Ending because I feel like who who are we seeing right now? Who is Fuji with? I have the hiccups. Everyone deal with it. Who is Fuji with right now? Fuji's with Warlord and Barbarian, and 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 their heels, and they were on the same team as Demolition. But I I feel like yes, this is the moment where Demolition turned babyface. Axe and Smash became fan favorites because they they rebelled against Mister Fuji. So we had forty five. 42 hold, minutes. Hold on. Yeah. Ba- based off the reaction of the audience with Fuji on the shoulders just now, that yes, indeed, I think the intent w- was face turn for these these jabrones, right? But it felt like the other guys that just lifted up Fuji were still the faces and that the people aren't cheering these guys like they should be cheering. And I know my hiccups are humorous. <laughs> You've been in this episode before where you had the hiccups. It's my turn. <laughs> oh, fuck. So I feel like it didn't work out. Like, I feel like right. Fuji okay, got okay, over okay, as the okay, baby okay, face. Okay, 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 okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, 
this is particularly special for me because because you showed me no mercy when I had the hiccups. Well, you acted like a fool. I'll, I'll be very courteous. I'll be great here. I won't be foolish like you. <gasps> Fuck. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this match. Because they're still showing recaps of it here, replays of it. Look, What what do you think about this match? You thought that uh, Barbarian and and Warlord... I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. They all have the same face paint. They're all four giant white men. I don't know who is who. I don't know what team is which. All I know is that if Fuji's the heel, he looked like the face at the end there. That's what I know. On the shoulders of the babyface team that won. That's what I see. No, what happened at the end was Demolition came back. Who is Demolition? <laughs> I don't know which face paint team that look is. At, look at Bad News Brown on the fucking screen right now. <laughs> no, this is over. We can't. Sean Mooney and Bad News Brown. That, oh my god. <laughs> that's my problem. Is I don't know. I just fucking don't know of the face paint teams who is who all i know is the guys with fuji on their shoulders at the end are the baby face team right wrong that's not okay no no they were though were because they're on brett's brett's team as the baby face team right no i mean yes but but warlord and barbarian were on the opposite team warlord and barbarian were on the same team as axe and smash demolition and yeah axe and smash got Ah! eliminated and they were like, they were like, oh, we got eliminated. And Fuji was like, fuck you for getting eliminated. Fuck you. This looks bad on me. And and Axe and Smash were like, well, fuck you. We're the ones that got eliminated. And then they fucking slammed Fuji and left. And then the heel team won, which was which was Warlord and Barbarian. They won. <laughs> they put are. Fuji up on their shoulders. Look, hey. It's not my fault, and it's not wrestling's fault that you're not a wrestling fan. <laughs> There's so many that's giant not white anyone's face listen. That's not Mash, anyone's animal, fault. Animal barbarian Klondike. I get it. I get it. If you were to take a newborn baby that just got born and was like, "Oh, let me suck on the milk. Let me get the milk." And I don't know what the fuck is. I don't know what the world is. And you showed them Survivor, My <laughs> Survivor Series '88, and you were like, "Can you, can you parse this out and figure it out?" They'd be like, "Absolutely not. I have no idea who's who and whatever." I just I'm so I confused. get it. I fucking get it. I get it. We just watched the match. Yeah. On Brett's Brett's team was the face babyface team. Correct. On that team was the giant. Men, the tall men, the tall face paint men, right? Wrong. And then on the other team was the tall face paint men with the X leather on their chest. Wrong. Really? Wrong. Demolition and Warlord and Barbarian are on the same team. Really? They're on the same 10-man team. No. No, I was right. They're on separate teams. Bret Hart and Davey Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid and Jim Neidhart and Jim Powers and Marty Jannetty and Paul Roma and Shawn Michaels and the Barbarian Warlord versus all the other people and Smash and Axe. They were on separate teams. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking, but I am right and I feel vindicated. I think you're still, you're right though, where the heels did a face turn, but then the baby faces put Fuji on their shoulders which to me said Fuji did a face turn and uh, 
uh, uh, uh, barbarian and whoever the fuck face this is, warlord, did a heel turn. No, no, because barbarian and warlord lifted Fuji. Fuji, it's Fuji. Fuji went from a heel to a face tonight. That's all that happened. That's all that happened. Uh, 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 smash an axe. Didn't do a face turn. They lost Fuji is what happened. Mike's desperately looking on his phone like, what? I can't be right or wrong. What am I right now? They were opposite teams 100%. All right, we're getting lost in the weeds, making this episode bad. Therefore, no, 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 therefore, no, no, no. We're fine. We're, we're fine because this episode is edited. It's not live. Yeah, but then I got to edit. It's too, too much editing. No, it, Fuji it's, like, did the it's turn. like 12 seconds. Fuji did the turn. He went face. Boat, you're correct. Thank you. It's the strangest thing I've seen or felt in a long time in pro wrestling where your your heel manager apparently heel face. has done a baby face turn. Mr. Fuji, of all people, who is like your classic heel mm-hmm. manager, there's no other explanation other than him abandoning demolition sorry abandoning the powers of pain yeah no so we can't keep looking up this oh is God, dragging no, no fuji no, it's okay we dude. watch it no it's i have like, a headache it's like 11 seconds <laughs> come on headache. relax this is dang too long i've Rel- had Bo, relax relax <laughs> this has gone on for 20 minutes this is no it has not stop it what are you looking at right now it just looks like a list of names doesn't mean anything <laughs> well no, you're, oh, right. Okay, you're, okay, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Fuji abandons demolition to join the powers of pain, but then demolition come on at the end to 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 massive cheers in the crowd to punish Mr. Fuji yeah, for doing so. It's a. I don't it, understand. It's hard to talk about because I I don't know who these generic ass names are of all the teams. I can't get anyone straight. I think the powers that be are the guys that look like the Road Warriors. What do you mean the, the powers? That be? And then the domination guys that were with Fuji just look like a fucking bunch of subs. demolition. It's the name. Come on, Bo. Yeah, Come on, man. Fucking wrap this up. Come on, Fuck be those a guys. Re- be a wrestling fan. Come on. I've never liked those teams. I've never been a huge Hawk and Smash and Animal and Dozer and whoever okay. all their names are. Fuck you. <laughs> I like Fuck them. No, you. I like them. They, I just wasn't. I never went to them. In the same way I never went to Warrior. I just don't care about Shame them. on you <laughs> for equating the fucking Road Warriors. Shame on me. We just spent with fucking powers 10 minutes. Of pain. 10 minutes figuring out what team is what, who did what turn on who, because it was a shitty mess. Let's just admit this match fucking sucked. It sucked so hard. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in a while. Bret Hart. Got eliminated way too soon. <laughs> he looked great, but he was gone. Like way, he got eliminated like so quickly. With four face paint giant white men, I don't know. I couldn't tell you apart from Adam. Against two other, uh, uh, we learned were actually Mexican gentlemen in gold suits. Who are they? Uno and Dos. It was a shit show. All the people with personality and and and, and character got eliminated. And I hated this match. I want to corner Vince McMahon and get angry at him. (laughs) And I want to corner like Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe and just be like, and be like, 
hold them together in a corner for like a minute, for like a while and be like, you have to stay here and you have to think about what you did. It's like Meltzer gave it three and a half stars. No, Dave wasn't rating these stupid Survivor Series matches. Stop it. Yeah, he three, that's the highest match of the four matches of that night. Three and a half stars out of five. Um, uh, I have a rating for it. It's 18 out of 12, nowhere to whip, which we talked about, where there's so many people in this fucking match that whenever they try to Irish whip someone, everyone was against the ropes, so there's nowhere to whip. <laughs> They're all five giant. Because when you see a big mixed tag, like, let's say, uh, New Japan these days, they'll have the, the five on five, right? But most of the wrestlers are not giant six foot four masses of meat filling up the entire apron you know it's like that's my rating 18 out of 12 or 12 out of 18 whatever i said uh uh i don't even fucking know what i said anymore because i hated this match nowhere to whip mike what's your rating i feel like you like this match more than me i fucking hated this match it's a snooze fest you didn't hate it i didn't hate it but it wasn't fun it was fun it wasn't good here's the thing <laughs> it was good the it problem with this match was all the best wrestlers i know got eliminated in the first half minutes. of the match in the first half of the match every single good wrestler got eliminated you're gonna have to apologize in the corrections of the next marvelous idea for this match <laughs> shame on you it was a fucking <laughs> random roll of I the know. dice i know it didn't have anything i didn't have anything to do I with think anything this before you get your rating i think this was the first time we've had a mystery hour or a mystery episode that i legitimately was frustrated watching we had gotten lucky we have up to this comfortable point. i think is the i thing. think so i think this was the moment where we got brought back down to yeah. earth and went like you know what there's a lot of bad take wrestling. a breath vince <laughs> sucks. vince sucks he exists wrestling can can suck you have the two best tag teams sorry the three best tag teams in the entire world and that's what in the heart foundation the british bulldogs and the brain busters that's tully and arn right and then the fourth would be the the the, either the steiner brothers or the road warriors okay okay so those are the best five but you have three of the five best tag teams in the entire world on your roster and you put them in a five on five Survivor Series match, and like I, I kind of get it because it's like we have to think of new formats to get people to buy wrestling that isn't WrestleMania or SummerSlam yeah. at this point, right? Like, yeah. I, like I, I, I sort of get it, but also like I promise you, I promise that if we had gotten to watch the fucking Hart Foundation wrestle the Brainbusters mm-hmm. for. 57 minutes. Yeah. It would have been way better. If we had gotten to watch uh Brett and Jim yeah. uh wrestle the who or are the Dom guys fucking again? Or Arnold, say Arnold Arnold and Tully. Tully uh for 10 minutes. Yeah. Would have been a better 10 minutes. No better 10 minutes than I can think than of. any of the 10 <laughs> minutes in yeah. this match. Yeah. yeah. There's still uh, some absolutely. moments, but nothing, nothing stood out, and you, that happens. No. But there's too, there's too, too many people in the match. Absolutely, unless there's like a gimmick surrounding it, like a blood and guts or a war games or something where it's designed for that many people. Which I guess Survivor Series is, but it's still a standard tag match, right? Yeah. 
So there's just not enough real estate, I guess, for that many people. Well, and it's also a strange choice to have the best wrestlers in the match get yeah. eliminated the first. Yeah, I think that's just, to me, that just means Brett, because it's what, 88? What year was it? 88. 88. Brett's just not, give us two years. Yeah. Right? And yeah. now Brett's not in these 10-man tags. And if he is, he wins. Right. Yeah, not, so, Survivor Series 91, he's winning the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. so weird. It's not actually, it's not a weird time for, I don't think, WWF at the moment, because I think all the wrestlers involved in the match, though most of them are all pretty good, like, wrestlers I enjoy. Also, here's know? the thing. This pay-per-view is a gimmick pay-per-view. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Survivor Series is a fucking gimmick yeah. pay-per-view because it's not about title changes and whatever. It's like it's about what cool teams it's can like, put up. Oh, babyface team against heel team, and how many of those can we put together? And we you never it's see royalty this. versus the other one. What exactly. <laughs> yeah, you never see this. You never see fucking five man tag matches or ten man tag matches. Well, you better you better buy this pay-per-view. Like, I get it, but also for us now to watch Brett and Jim and Dynamite and Davey fucking in this match instead of having a fucking title match, yeah. which is where they deserve well, to be. It's hard you know? to go back to these type of matches because we know, of course, we know the caliber of the talent in yeah. the ring. Yeah. Therefore, I never want to see Brett wrestle ever again unless it's in a singles match with brett because guess what it's been 20 plus years yeah. i don't need to see brett fighting 10-man tag sure i don't need to okay right? okay what if it's brett and jim in a in a, an important I tag team match? small small scope i don't okay need, i don't need okay. large gimmick matches yes. with these people totally totally um, so when these mystery hours episodes come around where it is random it does kind of suck because this is stuff i don't need in my life uh, this is content I do not need in my Also, brain. we had Sean and Marty in there for about six minutes before we they were eliminated. Sean, no, Sean and Marty were in there almost the entire match, except really? Sean got tagged in once. So, hello, Mr. Uh, let's put the company on your back, Mr. WrestleMania. I know it's 88, but still, five minutes maybe. Come match. on, Five man. minutes. I get match, it. Yeah? I get it. <laughs> I get it. They're slightly smaller, but they're still huge. Yeah. They're still huge dudes. Like, And they're also at this time still a big tag team. Like big tag team. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. The Rockers, the Hart Foundation, they were they were huge tag team presence right there. Like, like right along with Demolition, uh, I can't think of another tag team that was as important to the WWF tag team division than the Hart Foundation, the Rockers, and Demolition. Those are the three. Like, you could say Legion of Doom. Which team was Skull and Diamondback part of? Those two guys? Yeah, okay. So Skull and Diamondback was no one. That was <laughs> But you no see one. what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, that was Come no on. one. That was, that was no one. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Demolition definitely appeared to be a Road Warriors ripoff. Appeared to be axe and smash. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> we, don't we don't want Vince coming out. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> listen, Vince. Look, here's the thing, man. We don't. We're gonna get sued, huh, pal? We're we, get think, sued, we, huh? We, we think we we are both afraid of you, and mm -hmm. we wish that you weren't as bad. Yeah. 
as you, you have, seem to be. You, Mr. McMahon, you have proclivities. And while Mike and I sometimes don't share those proclivities and those those wants and desires, we do know that you are... You have some kind of mind for the wrestling business. That's proven. <laughs> you have tons of money. <laughs> you have so much money, and you could just kill us and sue us into oblivion. Let's, but like, let's wrap this up. Okay. This episode was good. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, me too. This match, I liked most of it. Yeah, yeah. Did I get a rating from you? You have one? Yeah, of course I have a rating. Yeah, I thought so, but I don't think yeah. I asked it. So what No, is you it? didn't. You what didn't. But let rating? me let me let me look it up in the book. Before I take us home. Here. Uh Okay, yeah. The, now I see it. It's uh eight, 8 out of 11. Okay. Hot dogs in the trash. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? <laughs> is it <laughs> It's because you saw a delicious treat you really wanted and super bummed out that it fell. It in the was can. totally, it was totally like an edible hot dog, and then yeah. someone who didn't appreciate anything just Vince. like threw it in the trash Vince and was like, he threw it was like, well, I guess no one ate this, no one ate this, pal. <laughs> this is no gonna make you puke. Oh, no, yeah, you're gonna puke, pal. Oh, you're gonna puke, pal. No one was gonna eat this hot dog, so I guess I'll just throw it in the trash. With the fucking Heart Foundation and the fucking British Bulldogs yeah. and fucking demolition yeah. and fucking power and glory. Yeah. Like, Powers that be, yeah. And it's just in the trash. And it's like you see that good thing in the trash and you're like, God, that's a real, that's a Hebrew national. <laughs> that's a hell of a hot dog. That's a good looking hot dog. It's like a dollar fifty more for twelve. That's a hell of a good hot dog. <laughs> God, I'm hungry. What if I just grab that fucker out of the trash? But you're like, no, you can't eat trash food. Oh, no, this hot dog's covered in you gold can't, spandex. You can't eat trash oh, no. food. You're going to get sick. Don't eat trash food. This hot dog's covered in You spandex. don't have to. Go to the store. Get some fresh. But you're like, yeah, but what about that fucking Hebrew national? This isn't yeah. It didn't deserve to be there. It didn't deserve to be in the trash. It, it was didn't. a good hot dog. Why was, is the Hebrew Nationals manager turning face? It was face? fucking kosher. <laughs> why did he turn? No, why did he turn heel? We don't know what he turned, you know? It's undecided. That's it. That's your score. It sounds great. You want a dirty hot dog. All right, dogs. okay. <laughs> What's your... What? I already gave a score. Wrapping it up, buddy. If you want to find us online, Mike himself, you can go to Instagram, find him at Mike from Television, Twitter, Mike from TV. If you want to find me, it's just at Bo Rosser everywhere, all social networks. But more importantly, if you want to find the show, it's at Tope Suicida Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, gmail.com. Nailed it. It's all there. Tell us who your favorite wrestler is. Watch this match. Tell us if you think the 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 the, the teams of face-painted giant white men uh, is engaging to you. Because it all was right. not for me. Listen. <laughs> Don't watch this match. Don't, don't watch this. Don't fight. don't don't watch it. Listen don't, to the episode. Listen to the episode. Don't let us know what you thought about the match because it wasn't very. Email us about other matches you liked. Yeah, you know? God, tell us about anything, anything other but this match. than what we just watched. Yes, please, please. <laughs> and Mike. Yeah. With that said, I know you you usually ask me first, but I'm wrapping this show up this week. Cool. So Mike, what is wrestling? Wrestling is a wound. Ooh, how old is this wound? Newer pressure it doesn't matter how old the wound is because you're still alive like you know you know that you have a wound (laughs) 
And what matters is you have a wound. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old the wound is, how long it's taken to heal, because it's not healed. The, the, the only thing that matters, there are two things that matter yeah. in life. Okay. You are alive. One. One. Two. Two. You have a wound. <laughs> that matters? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Either you are wounded or you are not wounded. That is a, that's a true statement. All right? Yeah. Wrestling is a wound okay. that you carry with you. So you're either wrestling or not wrestling is what it sounds like. I think so. Okay. So it's a wound you carry with you. For all time. Wrestling is a wound that you carry on your back and... It's a back wound. <laughs> it is... T- <laughs> Someone just fucking lashed you in the back. <laughs> it is what? Sorry. It is hard. <laughs> Wrestling's a hard wound. Keep going, Mike. <laughs> and it is hard to ignore and it's hard to continue but you must continue yeah because you must you you have no choice you have to it's either continue or pull the plug baby people think we do this these this podcast by choice (laughs) you just gotta keep going you gotta keep continuing listen (laughs) once you're wounded you must either keep going or pull the plug yeah and here we are 25 years into liking wrestling and we watched this match together mm-hmm. and it reaffirmed the fact that we are wounded and yeah, we are damaged we will sick. never not be wounded yeah. we will never not be okay. damaged okay but you know what Bo? that's okay it's, it's fine because yeah. you know why why because that's wrestling baby what's wrestling it's though wrestling. What's wrestling to you today? Oh, Mike, wrestling is a safety shoot, parachute. You'd wear like a safety shoot if you were to jump out of an airplane. Cool. So like you jump out and you're, you're, you're experiencing that thrill of the wind passing your face. <laughs> the and like thrill you're, of the wind. you're going, give goggles on, you're fine. Your cheeks are spread and flapping around, but you're going, you're going like what? 75 miles an hour down. I mean, at least probably like 175, 175 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, you're going so fast. Down, but you're going so fast, but also so slow because everything around you is not moving, right? Because you're in the air. The ground's coming towards you, but things around you, yeah, at least how you perceive them, are not yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going 150, 100, 200 miles per hour towards the ground, but you feel like you're going about 60. Yeah. <laughs> and wrestling is the thoughts that you have on your uh, caravan to the ground, right? Yeah. On your careening out of control to the ground. Yeah. Cause you thought you had control, but you've kind of put a spin on a bit and now you can't get centered again. You're just spinning out of control. But what wrestling really is, is when you do pull that shoot after you've evened out. Okay. And your shoot pops out and it takes you to the ground comfortably and briskly while also turning Mr. Fuji face or heel. Ah! We haven't decided so that when you hit the ground, you're just incredibly confused at what happened in your skydive experience. 
I'm pretty sure you were right. I'm pretty sure Mr. Fuji turned babyface. He did. He turned definitely which turned babyface. Which is fucking weird. It's a weird He's thing. Also, he was also wearing eye paint, eye it's makeup, which you've never seen before. It's a weird thing to happen. It's so weird. Why would you turn him? It doesn't make any. It doesn't. It doesn't make a lick of sense. And the crowd uh, before we muted it was not having it. So that's wrestling. Baby. They were crazy. And also, yes, that's wrestling. <laughs> Tope Suicido, What Wrestling Can Be, is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter-Rosser. Thanks for listening.